his karate lessons might not turn him into a black belt. Hi-ya! And even after band camp, he might not be the greatest musician. But with the 3% annual percentage yield you can earn on a PenFed premium online savings account, your goal of supporting his dreams, thanks for everything, mom and dad, will always be worth it. Apply today at PenFed.org savings. Federally insured by NCUA. $5 minimum to open account. To receive any advertised product, you must become a member of PenFed. PenFed's got great rates for everyone. It's 9.30 in 716. Rush rocks his audience. I have been diagnosed with advanced lung cancer. In a very real radio moment, Rush Limbaugh drops the personal news on the audience as we search for more information on the disease. The national average uh, for the diagnosis of lung cancer is, is somewhere in that range. It's somewhere between 66 and 68. And realize the impact Rush has on an entire industry. This man is one of the major, major pillars upon which the whole modern talk media era has been built. I'm Tim Wenger on 930 and 716. Rush indeed rocked the radio world Monday after his world was rocked with a cancer diagnosis in recent days. It won't mean he's walking away from the golden EIB microphone, but it will mean a little less time in front of it. So I have to tell you something today that I wish I didn't have to tell you. It was a real moment for Rush and his audience. And it's it's a struggle for me because I I had to inform my staff earlier today I can't escape, even though telling people are telling me it's it's not the way to look at it. I, I can't help but feel that I'm letting everybody down with this. But the upshot is that I have been diagnosed with advanced lung cancer. Diagnosis confirmed by two medical institutions back on January 20th. Uh, first realized something was wrong on my birthday weekend, January 12th. And I wish I didn't have to tell you this. And I thought about not telling anybody. I thought about trying to do this without anybody knowing, because I don't like making things about me. But there are going to be days that I'm not going to be able to be here because I'm undergoing treatment or I'm reacting to treatment. And I know that that would inspire all kinds of curiosity with people wondering what's going on. And the worst thing that can happen is when there is something going on and you try to hide it and cover it up, it's eventually going to leak. And then people are going to, why didn't you just say it? Why just did it? Why, why do you try to fool everybody? And it's not that I want to fool anybody. It's just that I, I don't want to burden anybody with it. And I haven't wanted to, um, But it is what it is. And you know me, I'm the mayor of Realville. So this has happened. And my intention is to come here every day I can and to do this program as normally and as competently and as expertly as I do each and every day because that is the source of my greatest satisfaction professionally uh, personally, I've had so much support from uh, family and and friends during this that it's it's just it's it's been tremendous. 
And I told the staff today that I have a deeply personal relationship with God that I do not proselytize about. But I do, and I have been working that relationship <laughs> tremendously, um, which I do regularly anyway, but I've, I've been focused on it intensely for the past couple of weeks. I know there are many of you in this audience who have experienced this, who are going through it yourselves at the same time. I am at the moment experiencing zero symptoms other than... I don't, look, I don't want to get too detailed in this. What what led to shortness of breath that I thought might have been asthma or, um, you know, I'm 69, could have been my heart. My heart's in great shape, ticking away fine, squeezing and pumping great. It was not that. It was uh, a pulmonary problem involving malignancy. So I'm going to be gone the next couple of days as we figure out the treatment Uh course of action and have further testing done but as i said i'm going to i'm going to be here as often as i can and as is the case with everybody who finds themselves in a circumstance you just want to you want to push ahead and try to keep everything as normal as you can which is something that i'm going to try to do but felt that i had to tell you uh, because that's the kind of relationship I feel like I have with those of you in this audience. And I say it every Christmas, which is when I feel more thankful than at Thanksgiving. And I feel thankful at Thanksgiving, but Christmas, it really gets to me. But over the years, a lot of people have been very nice telling me how much this program has meant to them. But whatever that is, it pales in comparison to what you all have meant to me. And I can't I can't describe this, but you know, I know you're there every day. I can see you. It's it's strange how I am, but I know you're there. I know you're there in great numbers. And I know that you understand everything I say. The rest of the world may not when they hear it expressed a different way, but I know that you do. You've been one of the greatest sources of confidence that I've had in my life. So I hope I will be talking about this as little as necessary in the coming days. But we've got a great bunch of doctors, a great team assembled. We're at full speed ahead on this. And it's just now a matter of implementing what we are going to be told later this week. So I'll be back here. I hope you'll be back on Thursday. If not, it'll be as soon as I can. And know that every day I'm not here, I'll be thinking about you and missing you. Thank you very much. The diagnosis and Rush's matter-of-fact delivery sends us all in a spiral, wondering how he'll be treated, reminding us of people in our own lives who have struggled with cancer, and, of course, wondering more about his type of disease. Can you give us uh, the basics we can all understand about what advanced lung cancer is? So uh, advanced lung cancer can be, uh, the term is sort of loosely applied to two different conditions. Dr. Sai Yendamuri at Roswell Park Comprehensive Cancer Center with Tom Bowerly. The first condition is when it's considered to be locally advanced. That is, the tumor is large or central and invades other organs like the main artery coming from the lung or the main airway coming from the lung or surrounding structures like the spine or the 
food pipe or the esophagus and other blood vessels other blood vessels. So that's one form of sort of locally advanced lung cancer. The other form is just advanced lung cancer or stage four lung cancer where the cancer is now spread to other organs elsewhere in the body. And the common organs it spreads to are brain or bones, liver, uh, um, uh, and adrenal glands. But is it accurate to say that all advanced lung cancer has metastasized to some degree? Uh, if it's locally advanced, it may not have metastasized to anything except the lymph nodes. That means it's contained to the chest. If it's advanced as in stage four, then it has sort of gotten out of the chest and has gone elsewhere in the body. That's that's the difference. And at this at this point, we don't know. Uh, Rush was not specific about this. We don't know if, in fact, it was or is stage four. Correct. Um, what are the treatment options that are available? Right. So, you know, in the past, most of these patients were treated with chemotherapy. And at that time, it was more or less one size fits all kind of chemotherapy. But more recently, we have made great strides in chemotherapy. Now we have specific chemotherapy regimens for different kinds of lung cancer. And the latest advance that, are, that has come, come down this uh, path is immunotherapy. So this is a, a, a treatment that enables the body's own immune system to fight the cancer. And it, it's uh, really revo- revolutionized the outcomes for many of our patients. Is immunotherapy at all tied to someone's DNA profile? Uh, to a certain extent. There is evidence that there are, uh, it's not so much the DNA profile of the individual, but there are changes within the tumors that predicts a better outcome. For example, there is, uh, you know, the PDL1 levels, which is one of the uh, sort of markers. Uh, you know, if it is high, then the chance of that tumor responding to immunotherapy is high. There are other markers as well. Uh, not all of it is sorted out, but we are getting to know more and more every month. Dr. Uh, Rush Limbaugh said that at first he thought that he might have a respiratory issue uh, uh, that was caused, you know, maybe a a flu-like symptom, if you will. Um, What are actually the, the first symptoms that most people ignore that they may in fact have lung cancer? So the most common symptoms people have are either a change in the kind of cough they have. So, you know, many smokers have cough, uh, and that's uh, they sort of live with it. But when there's a change in the quality, in the consistency, the frequency of that cough, or there's blood in the sputum that comes out, that is a sign that, you know, they have to get special investigations done for that. Other symptoms are headaches or bone pains, and these, as you, as you may imagine, come from the tumor having spread to these organs. But the most common way that people present with lung cancer is without any symptoms. They, you know, uh, they uh, have a CT scan for something else, or uh, if they have fortunately participated in a lung cancer screening program and we find the tumor on a CT scan, uh, typically the stage of that uh, lung cancer tends to be lower and it's much more curable. Um, you know, it's one of the one of the things I, I tell people all the time is the is the best time to find lung cancer is when you don't have symptoms.
Mm. Doctor, in terms of the uh, in terms of the statistics, uh, and, and I realize that we're talking about a spectrum here when we talk about advanced lung cancer. What what is the five year survival rate? Because I, I keep coming up with four point seven to five percent online. Yeah. Well, if if you take all stages together, right, the five year survival. Uh, right now for lung cancer is in the range of about 20 to 22 percent, which is much better than it was a few years ago. A few years ago, it was 14 percent, right? So that's a significant advance. Um, uh, with stage four disease, you know, historically, we're talking about four or five percent. But with new therapies that have come on board, we don't know what that number will be because these new therapies have come on board in the last couple of years. So it'll take us another three or four years to get that number and peg it down as, as an expectation. And hopefully in three years, there'll be other therapies. So the, I've, when we have this conversation three years from now, I'll say it's not 5%, it's 15%, but I don't know that it's true. It might be even better than that. So we are hoping uh, to, to, to make a dent in this curve every six months or every year. Dr. Uh, Rush Limbaugh is 69 years old. Is there uh, a, an average age at which people are typically diagnosed with lung cancer? The national average uh, for the diagnosis of lung cancer is, is somewhere in that range. It's somewhere between 66 and 68, uh, depending on which data set you, you, you analyze. But that is the average age in which lung cancer is detected. Not only did listeners react with surprise, so too... Did the radio industry? Uh, my reaction was of, uh, of shock. Michael Harrison with Talkers Magazine has covered Rush and his unrivaled impact on the radio industry for decades. It's a shocking thing. We think of Rush Limbaugh as, uh, you know, the, the rock of Gibraltar. He's overcome so many problems. He's overcome drug problems. He's overcome uh, hearing issues. Um, and, of course, uh, he's constantly the target of critics uh, politically. So he doesn't have an easy go of being the most successful talk show host of the modern era. Uh, but this is just terrible news. Um, I do find uh, a lot of the press were, were talking to me as though he had died. And, uh, you know, what do you think? And I, I refuse to eulogize a man who is alive. So all I could say is we pray for his recovery. And, of course, within the industry, within the radio business, whether you're left or you're right or you're center, uh, people look at it uh, through the lens of, uh, you know, the, the fraternity or sorority of being broadcasters. Uh, this man is one of the major, major pillars upon which the whole modern talk media era has been built. So there's, uh, there's tremendous sadness and concern and, uh, of course, speculation. But um, that's not a game I want to get into at this point. Uh, medically, from what I hear, uh, the way he described it, uh, it's uh, pretty serious. But uh, then again, uh, this, this is all new information, and we're just digesting it. I don't have much more to report other than uh, all across the industry, uh, it was like a, a shockwave. And I'm sure you felt the same thing at your radio station. Oh, it, it spread like well, like wildfire, and it hit like a sledgehammer to the gut, as somebody said earlier on my uh, uh, on my program. Michael, have you you you're kind of like the magnet to which everybody in this particular business uh, is attracted during moments of 
uh, great and universal sorrow and sadness and and concern and, and and trepidation. Have you had a lot of people in the industry reaching out to you, wanting to know, hey, what what else do you know that hasn't been reported? Yes, and uh, and the, and the answer I give them is the same answer I gave you because obviously I I, I would love to be able to get more information. Uh, this is not the kind of story that there is secret information. You know, you know, everything else that involves format changes or people coming or going or people getting fired for something they said on the air or, uh, you know, all of the normal stuff, these stories usually are the tips of icebergs and then there's all that intrigue. I think this story is just what, what we know. I think that, I think he, he laid it all out and, uh, so, so yeah, I've been hearing a lot. What I've actually been hearing more than people asking, what else is there to the story? I've been um, the recipient of people venting their sadness um, and their worry about him. Yeah, it, because you know, and for the people listening to this broadcast, um, the people within our radio industry, it's a small industry with a large impact. We all basically know each other or know somebody who knows somebody. So it's personal. And um, it, it's like a member of the family has been just pronounced uh, with a potentially terminal illness. It's personal. It, 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 the feeling I get from talking to people is as if we're talking about a relative, like a, like a mutual relative. Have you noticed that? Oh, absolutely. A mutual relative or a very, very dear friend. Yeah. Because there, there is uh, an intimacy to this particular format that is not shared by, I, I don't think, people who are, quote, newsreaders or, or reporters. I mean, this is as personal and as raw as it gets. And that statement that Rush gave was simply, uh, I've, I've never heard anything more raw and real than what Rush said. Mm, yeah. Yeah. And, and, and you would agree with me then that it takes a lot of courage to do that. To, to bear yourself here on a, on a platform that's partial show business, let's face it. You know, it's a performance. That was no performance. No. Uh, that, was, uh, that was real, raw, and uh, very touching. I, I, I have to be candid. I, I'm a little bit shaken by it. Um, you know, I, I don't feel like I have a total handle on this story. It's the last thing I expected. Certainly uh, not the kind of thing you want to hear about. And uh, it's just a sorry day. Uh, you know, I, my personal philosophy is you're not out until you're out. I, I, I don't like people that jump to the conclusion that somebody is going to die. Uh, I've known too many cases where there have been miracles and turnarounds and, uh, and all that. I'm not, uh, I'm not being a, a cockeyed optimist, but I am saying I, I, I don't want to pronounce him out. This guy's come back from everything, and maybe maybe this will be one of those cases. That's 930 in 716. We're back tomorrow with another edition from the studios of WBEN Buffalo. His karate lessons might not turn him into a black belt. Hi-ya! And even after band camp, he might not be the greatest musician. But with the 3% annual percentage yield you can earn on a PenFed premium online savings account, your goal of supporting his dreams... Thanks for everything, Mom and Dad. ...will always be worth it. Apply today at PenFed.org savings. Federally insured by NCUA. $5 minimum to open account. To receive any advertised product, you must become a member of PenFed. PenFed's got great rates for everyone.